1: Welcome, everyone, and thanks so much, uh, first and foremost, for you being an intentional spirit and being interested in listening to ideas and tools rather than rules that can support you in more of a a conscious life where you're focusing on what you want rather than what you don't want. Um, Today, I am talking with... um, author extraordinaire and leading-edge Terry McBride. He has traveled the world and the globe with his message. Um, He, too, like all of us, has faced these amazing odds, but yet had the courage to cling to hope and possibility that he would be able to create a miracle in his life. Terry, welcome to the show today. I'm delighted to share this time with you.
2: Thank you, Campbell. It's really good to be with you again.
1: Well, you know, one of the things, um, and you and I have talked through through the years, but you've overcome a lot of odds, um, which has brought you to a place of really living and expressing and being a role model as an intentional spirit. How did you get on the, on the path uh, of uh, focused intention? Was it willing? Did you go with your uh, you know, foot feet kicking and screaming? Or a little bit about I, your, your background?
2: In my early 20s, like you mentioned in many of your talks, sometimes our current challenges or diseases can be the catalyst to kick us into, if you will, this journey of becoming an intentional spirit. What happened to me is I had a spinal fusion after I hurt my back, got infected with the E. coli bacteria. This was 45 years ago. E. coli is a bad bug. The only way they could get it out was to cut it out. It kept spreading until uh, a year later. I'm at the University of Washington Hospital, and they said, look, this infection has spread up and down your spine. It's in your colon. It's in your abdomen, throughout your pelvic area. It's followed both your sciatic nerves into your thighs, and it has now become life-threatening. And so we're going to go in with this cutting out procedure and essentially they opened me from the front and the back and went in from the bottom and went down, opened up both buttocks and they said, you cannot expect to come out of this hole. And that's why the name of my book is The Hell I Can't. And what what that illness did was, as I mentioned, it was the catalyst for me to finally step up and begin to explore uh, these tools that we talk about, where 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 one can make a difference in their own life, and that uh, I had that infection for eleven years. One surgery, they pulled out my bowels because the E. coli had just eaten the lower end of my colon. They said there was just perfect. It was, there was like a said, There weren't even holes. They said you're going to go to the bathroom in a plastic bag, or One surgery, they started mid-back and took all the tissue out of my back and back so they could put antibiotics right directly on my spine and put me in a body cast for six months while that healed. I had 27 surgeries. I had, they did things a body's not supposed to recover from. And I'm 70, going to be 70 in November, and I'm perfectly healthy. And the reason was... I got involved in using these principles that you talk about in everything you do. So in a nutshell that's what happened.
1: Well not only you know are are you healed but no one would ever guess through being with you or listening to you or seeing you on stage that that you're 70. I know the 70 is the new what it's a it's the new sixty or the new fifty five or something like that, but uh not only are you alive but uh vibrant um uh, when you talk about you know Terry some of the ahas or uh, the epiphany that you had that more than just an aha but you started putting into a place of action um what are you know some of the the tools give us some teasers about uh What you've been able to use and access that has helped you um, be uh, who you are.
2: First, uh, I was I wasn't into this before I got sick. I mean, I grew up in a positive family. Uh, My junior college professor got his master's degree in hypnosis, so we used to sit around and talk about the power of the mind and how you could change the mind. But but I had never explored it from a spiritual standpoint. But, and then I started re- reading books, lots of books, the old books, Psycho-Cybernetics, The Magic of Believing, Think and Grow Rich. And around the oh, 15th surgery, they sent me to see a psychiatrist. And he read letters from the doctors to the insurance company saying what Terry has is not curable. He's going to have significant permanent disability. And we argued and we fought. And I told him to go to, anyway. So towards the end, I finally said, look, I'm reading these books and these books, they say there's a part of me that's not sick. These books, they say there's a part of me that's not afraid. And what these books say is that if I can get in touch with that part of me, if I can own that who I am is this aspect of me, that's not sick and not afraid from there, these books say I can learn how to create reality rather than face reality. And he looked at me and he said, who do you think you are and when when that whole uh, i mean i finally ended up walking out of his office but i went back thinking who do i think i am my 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 declaration was to hell i can't i was a fighter i was a survivor i was a and any one of those labels if i if i got up in the morning saying i'm a fighter then i had to have something in my face every day so i could fight it and Although I knew I wasn't my stuff, I wasn't my history, I didn't have a framework for saying uh, I'm a spiritual being. I'm a magnificent expression of the divine. I had read stuff like that, but I had no idea what it meant. But that's when I decided I need to shift my position on who I am. I can't go into this uh, challenge as just a fighter. I can't go in just saying no. I have to begin to learn how I can, can start to say yes to something. And it's in one of your TV interviews, you were talking to this, this woman and she was asking you, where did you get started? And it, if I remember correctly, you said, I started by making a list of everything I liked about me. And and you said, I made a, I, I, I made a list of 50 things I like about me. And it was like that. I had to begin to focus on something that was good about me. So that was the first shift. The first, it, uh, in my workshops, I, I call it a choice point. I had to begin to relate to some aspect of me that could have dominion over all things. So that's and, the first one. What's, and ahead. that I'm was, sorry.
1: you know, that was really hard then, you know, and, you know, yeah. for those of you that are listening today, I mean, just... Keep that in mind, you know, as Terry sharing as well as making a reference to my story. It wasn't like I went from low self esteem and had no clue who I was. I just knew I needed something different, um, like you're saying, Terry. I just longed for a different experience. I, learned, I longed uh, for a different reality, and I knew I had the good sense enough to know if I wanted something different, I needed to do something different. But to sit down and think of fifty things. That I loved about myself uh, with all that self-critic and all that energy that had gone on before. That that was a stretch, you know. It took a while well, to bet. kind of build up to that. I bet that was true for you as well, right?
2: Exactly, and that's and that's again what I like about your teachings. Is you start look, you start right where you are. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy to make this list, but if you stick with it, this this is what you begin to to move to this. Uh, what the um, Unity Campus talks about, that we're here to support you in your spiritual journey. I think too many times people want to get rich scheme. They want to change their abundance by putting zeros on a dollar bill and sticking it on a ceiling. And when it doesn't work, they go, what's wrong with me? Instead of saying, how do I get involved in a journey that I start to move to what I want? Which, which is what you—that was the second choice point for me. Okay, I'm not my stuff. I'm going to start to explore this idea of—I uh, don't think I had ever read, but back then, be a spiritual, be, you know, a human being having a spirit, or a spiritual being having a human experience. But there were writings about that, so I—that was number one. I'm going to start to relate to me. That's bigger than all my history or my beliefs. Number two. Again, what you talk about in in the campus is what are you focused on? In your book, where you're defining the the unity words, how to how to speak unity, you talk about there in one of them about be. What is your focus on? Where's your intention? And so that was number two. I got up in the morning to deal with my disease. First thing that I thought about as soon as I woke up was my. Problems, mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the challenges for so many people. There's so much perhaps around them or physiologically that speaks to dis-ease that that's where they begin to focus all their energy. And so one of the shifts is to begin to move to what we want instead of just constantly dealing with what we don't want. And that's where I began to, to, to focus on moving towards health instead of just dealing with disease. I mean, I didn't understand it till years later, but the psychiatrist who I had had to talk with was a wonderful, loving, caring man. He was part of my overall uh, you know, medical team because they believed if you had more than four or five surgeries on your body, it affected your head. The difference was this loving, caring man studied disease and how to deal with it and i was studying health and how to create it and they're not the same things mm-hmm. so the second shift for me was to begin to move to what i want
1: and with your with your coaching terry i mean do you see it as well that you know there are just so many people that they're somewhat clueless of of what they want are are there procedures or processes that you that you go through that you know cuz i know you've had the same thing happen somebody will come and see me as like a life coach or something like that and and they are just very uncomfortable even thinking about you know, well, I don't know what I want. You know, I've never really spent time thinking about it. Is there a way that through your coaching you can guide people to kind of help them along to have kind of a new insight about that?
2: Uh, yes, there absolutely is. And, and like you, I think it's part of an overall uh, spiritual journey, if you will, this, this uh, journey of becoming an intentional spirit. And one of the top one of the ways is to, to begin to journal. What I teach people is just make a take a sheet of paper and put it at the top of it. These are things I might want in my life. Not committed to, not anything, but start writing it down. Because what they write down the first as you know, the first thing they'll write down is the same stuff they've been thinking for the last ten years. But if you write it down, and you can do it on your devices now, the the latest research is showing that the central nervous system, in many cases, uses our our electronic devices as an extension of self, so we can write it down. But the advantage of writing down, "Well, I might want this, I might want this," is the next day when you go back, your mind will get underneath it and what what we're talking about here is what you're uh, referred to in your book about um intuition. Intuition is the process of learning how to listen. To the inner voice. It's not a, it's something you know that only a certain people have. It's a skill, as, as you point out, that can be developed where we start listening to self. And so that's to so uh, to just just say, well, what do I want? Well, okay, yes, that's good. But what the real key is to begin to listen to yourself, begin to trust yourself, and listen inside to that part of you that says, I want to move towards health. Listen to that part of you that says, this is what I want in my life, you know? And it isn't just, as I teach in my workshops, it's not just money and cars and things. It's how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? What do you want your first thoughts to be? When you walk in the bathroom and turn on the mirror and look in the the mirror and you're looking at yourself, what do you want your first thoughts to be when you look at yourself in the mirror? And unless we take charge of that kind of stuff, what we'll end up doing is, the, you know, what we're programmed to see.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The wrinkles lo- of this, of that, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love how you um, refer on your blog when you're talking about choice. That's It's very powerful because I love your statement when you say, remember your mind has a tendency to think the way it has been trained to think. You act like the kind of person you think you are. Um, and your mental environment in any given situation tends to be like a computer program. It runs automatically based on what you have been programmed to think in that situation. That's that's really powerful um, because it, it's still we're coming from that sense of an old paradigm of who we remember ourselves to be instead of the space of, the new that can happen if we allow the space for it or a new way of listening that you're saying or a new way of focusing, which is uh, pretty incredible. I'm talking today with Terry McBride. He is an author. He is an inspired teacher. He has traveled all over. You can go to his website and find out more about him. It's terrymcbride.net. You can sign up for his updates, for his blog. He also has um, a way to have instant access to his coaching program. He's a very powerful coach, and I would urge him to check him out while we go on break. I want to thank all of you for participating and visiting us online at unitycampus.org, and also for those of you that continue to share your contributions to Unity Online Radio. Truly a voice for an awakening world. And um, just as Terry is saying about uh, our desires and focusing on what we want rather than what we don't want, uh, we'll be right back to elaborate on some of those key ideas after this short break. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you.
3: You come here to be? It's a question we all ponder from time to time. Reverend Kelly Isola, host of Spiraling Consciousness, and her co-authors have crafted a guidebook that will take you on a profound journey. If you long for love, peace, and joy, or yearn for commitment, passion, calm, or clarity, this book teaches you that you already have all of these within you. Whatever you long to experience outside of you is an aspect of you wanting to be birthed. Who have you come here to be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation is part daily reader, part spiritual practicum. Drenched in gorgeous imagery, each powerful page invites readers to dance, to leap, to sit still, to stand tall as they ponder the question, Who have I come here to be? Join the journey of self-discovery. Come explore the world within, an infinite field of possibilities, to discover Who Have You Come Here to Be? To order your copy of Who Have I Come Here to Be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation, go to www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. That's www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com.
4: you've seen reality tv well now get ready for reality radio it's raw unpredictable and completely unscripted healing your life with dr chris michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey learn what it takes to really heal your life dr chris michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio.
0: Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit. Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at the intentional spirit at org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
1: And welcome back everyone. We're having just a great conversation with Terry McBride today. I want to remind you his website is Terry T E R R Y McBride dot net and you can go and find out all the things that he's doing. Also, you can look at his speaking schedule because he travels all over the globe. He could be soon at a city near you. You just never know. Um Terry, um, we were talking about choices and focus. So now we're in a reality of, of being a participant in our lives rather than being just a, a receiver of our everyday lives. And how do we stay in touch and what tools do we use to stay in alignment with this new way of being?
2: Well, for, I, I want to go, go back. We were at that front end. It sounded like maybe I was just saying we could use these principles for health, that we get caught up in our dis-ease in health, but we can be caught up, a person could be caught up in their, the stuff that isn't working in their relationships, their money issues, there's there's the all of the areas of our life. To begin to take charge, what we need to do is begin to focus, to become a participant, be, to take responsibility. And what that means is able to respond. So then the next thing is, okay, so what am I going to do? I mean, just just starting, uh, you know, where I said, okay, I'm not my stuff. It's what Charles Fillmore says. We must begin to acknowledge what Jesus said when he said, you're you no, know you're not, you're the sons and daughters of the most high. Mm-hmm. But even from there, okay, so now I'm going to be focused on creating a new reality. And the question is, what do I do? I mean, there are so many books. Uh, when I talk about it in mind, almost fifty years ago, one of my problems I was in the middle of what I called a list book cycle. List book cycle: the four this, the eight this, the sixteen this, the twelve this, and I read so many of those books pretty quick. I had a list of eighty-seven things I needed to do every day if I was going to be holy. And uh, and yet I wanted to continue to study, but I didn't want to just be you know, whatever the latest uh, rave was. And that's what a community gives somebody. When I look at the intention of the Unity Campus, it's all about assisting people to find the tools that they can use to, uh, to begin to be responsible for their lives. And if you look at the programs you offer, there's, there's a whole range of them, but they all move back to the, the idea that we can make a difference. So that's a long answer. The next thing for somebody to do is get involved in a system that will assist you to stay at choice, that will assist you to explore the choices you need to make and can make, and then assist you to learn principles, if you will, that allow you to begin to make these changes you want. And that, one of the problems I had was I was all alone. I didn't have the Unity Church. I didn't have a Science of Mind Church. I had all these books, but trying to figure out how do I use them? How do I stay on track? You know, one of the things I loved about looking at your website was your chaplains. I mean, my God, you got, like, there's a picture of 20 of them. You look at their faces, and they're like, Oh my God! I'd love to have that person covering my back. Mm-hmm. And then it, what? It, what it talks about is this is not some. This is a, a real person, part of your spiritual family, who will be there and pray for you. And and empower you, and assist you, and to listen. To, so for if somebody is real serious about making changes in their life, the number one thing I would tell them is get a system to, that will support you in staying on track. That's what your trainings do. That's what my trainings do. That's what you do as a personal coach. You don't go in with a list of, say, here's the ten things you need to do. You you assist people to go inside and be their own teacher, and you assist them to stay on track, stay on track, stay on track, stay on track. I know that you're a, uh, uh, we're also a, uh, you studied science of mind. Uh, or yeah.
1: Teaching. I was actually a, a science of mind minister for... Over yeah. Ten years, yeah. you know, um, and then I just became geographically specific and spoiled that I wanted to stay in St. Petersburg. So that's how I've been um, transferred into, you know, being a unity minister, though the truth behind the truth or the story behind the story, we would say, is that at 20, when I walked into a unity community, I made the decision right then. I want to be a unity yeah. minister. I just went through a few, um, you know, mm-hmm. paths and detours um, to get there. But that's the part, you know, that, that you talk about and that we coach people about is that those deciding moments, they do become real in our lives, but we go through different levels of development in order to get there. Like you talked about, the many of the many years, uh, 11, I think you said, in which you face the issues with your, your health, um, you know, there are people that would have given up after a couple of years and said to heck with it, you know, I'm going to go sit under a tree and, you know, drink my wine and, you know, smoke my pot and just forget about it. But you said, I'm committed to being on the other side of this. And that, um, you know, that is part of, to me, um, I don't want us in our society to lower our standards um, and and just settle when, if we're willing to stay the course, that's where uh, the beauty is, don't you think?
2: I absolutely, absolutely with you. You know that 64 year old woman that just swam from uh, Cuba to Florida? Yes. She, she's been trying it since she was in her 30s and she's failed. And what one of the, in one of the interviews, she says that the secret to, to doing something like this, that's empowering, never give up and never old too old to chase your dream. And that's, that's what we're talking about is that, yes, sometimes we are encouraged. Uh, after 14 surgeries, some of the people who in the beginning, because they don't have to be in unity or science of mind to, be talking about all things are possible, or one person with God is a majority. But after 14 or 15 surgeries, they start changing their mind. Perhaps God has a bigger plan for you than you just getting well. The psychiatrist said, your need to walk and be whole is ego-driven. You're the son of a dead war hero. You think you won't be a whole man if you can't stand on your own two legs. And I looked him right in the eye and said, you're right. Well, you can't use these principles for your own... ego-centered desires, and the psychiatrist said my need to be well was ego-driven. I had a minister come in and said he had a vision from God that that I was supposed to spend my life in a wheelchair, and when I told him I don't want to do it, he said, I'm not talking about your will, I'm talking about God's will. So when a a person tries and fails and tries and fails and tries and fails and tries and fails, there is a, a, a... A thing that happens when the failures add up to some magical number, then people come in and encourage you to let go of what you want. Perhaps the healing you're looking for may not include the healing of your body. That's out of Bernie Siegel's book, and it, it Love, Medicine, and Miracles. And that's a brilliant book about the part that we can play. But even Bernie Siegel said, perhaps the healing you're looking for may not include the healing of your body. My question was, okay, but who gets to decide whether the healing I'm looking for will include the healing of my body? And that's what I love about your teachings. You always come back to the universe just says yes. As you believe, so shall it be done unto you. And what you teach is how do you change your belief?
1: And that's where we get to play in this uh, exciting universe all the time. When we look at what's going on outside of us, then we have prime opportunity, right, to look at <laughs> yeah. to look at some of our 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 beliefs. Um, give us an example, Terry, um, of you know when you're. Coaching someone, and they 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 will they'll say to you, well, you know, I, I uh, Terry, I hear you, and I I really would like to change uh, my belief about abundance, and that could be you know just being happy and uh, or always feeling like I'm enough, whatever that is. And but they say to you, but I don't really know what I believe. How how do you work with them and and that? Ability for them to know or to get deeper into what they believe?
2: The first, the, the best thing about my healing is not that I got well. That's the best thing for me. But for my audiences, the best thing is in the beginning, I did not believe I would ever be well.
4: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
2: My focus was to fight the diagnosis. My, and, that, and I did that for, in the book, it talks about four or five years. And that's when I got this shift. It, it, I need to shift and move too. But when I looked at, do you think you're ever going to be well? The answer was no. I mean, I had never, they said the chances were a million to one. I would need a miracle. i would never done a miracle. And so when we, we talk about in, in unity, affirmative prayer, in, spirit, in uh, science of mind, they call it spiritual mind treatment. The idea of affirmation, if you will, My first affirmation about being well, so I tell people, look, I started from not believing. So what did I do? The first affirmation I had about my health was it might be possible for me to be well someday.
5: And when <laughs> I would, right. and
2: when I would, when I would do that, this little voice inside my head would go, oh, yeah, 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 and all I would say, I'd argue and say, look, I'm just saying it might be. I've read all these books, I've read all this stuff. They say that all things are possible. I'm just saying it might be possible for me to be well. And I can, I remember because I had my journal what I was writing all this time for like uh, seven to ten days. I was doing, I, had, I had written that affirmation, and every day I was doing it as part of my. Daily discipline, spiritual practices, what I call them now. And and I'm about seven or ten days into this thing, and, and one night I was walking. I happened to be in my hospital room, and I said, it might be possible for me to be well someday. And this little voice inside my head said, okay, it might be possible. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, my God. I can use these principles to change what that little voice inside my head is talking about. I can begin, and that's when I began to see the value of of doing affirmations, not just studying them, but like you consistently talk about, applying them, applying them, applying them. And so it was just starting right where I am and starting to say things like it might be possible and finding that I could make a difference. And so that motivated me to do a little more. And then when I, when that worked and it didn't always work, I would get on track and then all of a sudden I'd go in for a surgery and they'd come back and say, oh my God, it's worse than it was last year. And I'd lose it for a week or a month, you know, stick Velcro on the back of my hand and Velcro on my forehead and throw my hand up and go, oh crap, I'm having wonderful opportunities for growth. <laughs> you know, and I just wallow in my for me stuff for a while and then I'd go, look, you want to stay here? You can, you're justified to stay here. You're getting, you know, nobody deserves to hurt this much. Or do you want to get up? And again, start with your affirmation. It might be possible. I might be able to find what I need to do. I, that's I started with, it might. And then as, as, as I began to shift my mind, I went, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get some stuff. It's, one of my challenges was I was all alone. You, uh, on, on the Unity website, it, it says in your welcome uh, video, it uh-huh. says every, every day of the week we have something here for you to participate in. That's what I mean by getting the system. Certainly we can do it on our own. You and I have wonderful uh, spiritual practices, if you will, that we do every day and it wasn't because we just read a book that says hold your palms up so you can be receptive or have your feet flat on the floor so the energy from Mother earth flows up for you. It's, It's discovering using this stuff and then discovering oh this is how it works for me and then you step forward with that and what that's what these wonderful classes you offer about meditation, about uh, being in the now, is that you go to these classes and, and you're with, you, you know, your peer group talking about it. You're not just reading a book at home. You're sitting with other people exploring these ideas. How can we use them? And what happens to synergy this, uh, I know I'm getting real excited, but I, what we offer people, is an answer to their prayer. I mean, where else can people go and 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 really explore the question, "Who am I?" Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what do you think people can go to their, you know, uh, extended family at Thanksgiving or Christmas and say, "You know what? I got this this last Sunday at church. I'm a unique expression of God. I'm God expressing uniquely as woman." <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, my God, expressing uniquely as men. I mean, they they call the people with a little white coat that ties in the back. Uh, that's for
1: sure. I did that once, yes. but I, I don't think yeah. I got invo- invited the, the following year. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I, and for some of them haven't been invited since, you know. Um, yeah. But that's so profound what you're saying. I I love the practicalness of, of what you're saying because what I'm, what I'm hearing underneath the layer of your conversation is that just like some people will hear the word meditation and they'll go, Oh, I could never sit still. Oh, I could never be quiet. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not that kind of person. I, I have too, too, too much energy. I can't be quiet. And so they discount, um, the possibility that meditation could mean walking the beach. It could mean listening to MindFi on your computer and just kind of relaxing. It could mean a lot of things other than the one window. And that's what I love about what you're saying with beliefs is because Sometimes people believing, oh, I went from absolute, you know, not having a job to, you know, one day I won't ever have to be concerned about money again. It's too big for them to conceptualize. So I love what you're talking about. It's in steps um, and it's Mm -hmm. more practical. So I'm, I'm just knowing everyone's hearing it that way as well. That if you cannot blow it off and say, well, yeah, well, I'm never going to believe that, but rather sit in a space of, I can believe that something could improve by 10% today, or I might be able to. I like that, Terry. That's good stuff. I can't believe it, but it's time to go to break again. Uh, we're listening to Terry McBride today. He is a coach. He is an author. He, you can go to terrymcbride.net. I'm Temple Hayes and you're listening to Intentional Spirit, and we're getting all types of different ideas and awarenesses today that support you on your journey. Stay with us. We'll be right back in just a brief moment after these uh, commercials. Do you know what you want in life? But you don't know how to get it. How could your life change if you had a coach in your corner cheering you on? Join me, Coach Carla McClellan, and fellow certified life coach Drew Rafkin from the Academy of Coaching Excellence for Spiritual Coaching, Tools for a Vibrant Life, October 18th through the 21st here at Unity Village. With our years of coaching experience, we can help bring your life into focus. Turn dreams into goals, create a clear path to success, and motivate you to keep going. I hope to see you at Unity Village. Learn more at unityvillage.org slash coaching.
0: We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with your host, Rev. Temple Hayes.
1: And so welcome everyone and uh, thank you again for supporting us online and also sharing these messages on, on Facebook and Twitter and your other LinkedIn and all the other social media ways that you can share these messages. Um, take uh, Terry's message today and forward it on email after it's uploaded as an MP file, uh, file on Unity Online Radio. Therefore, you know, you can share it with people that could really use some optimistic ideas and tools in which to work with. Um, Terry, tell us about, so we, we work with beliefs and the, and the practicality of that. You know, like we alluded to earlier, so much of life is about showing up, but showing up in community and showing up in classes because, um, Like you, to me, that's where I really did a lot of my growth work was able to have experiences with other people through conversation, through being with new people that didn't know me. They didn't know my story. So they could they could see something in me that at the moment I wasn't able to see for myself. I think that's. That's very powerful. Like you were saying earlier that chaplains can often do that for people is they can hold a place for people because they're not limited by the knowledge of the information that the person is carrying.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And that creating a belief is more than just a few affirmations or, you know, positive prayer in the morning at night. This idea, I think that's what Jesus was talking about when he said pray unceasingly. I don't think it's on our knees with our hands folded. This idea of being in charge of our creative mind, we do that un- unceasingly. And and what happens, it's a habit we can learn to get into, to being aware of what I'm thinking and where my thinking is taking me. I want to... So, uh, uh, and out of that, I want to talk about the advantage of classes. But I just before we went to break, you said we may not be able to believe that we're 100% better, but we might be able to believe that we're 10% better. Mm-hmm. That's the idea that of breaking this thing we're moving to up into bite-sized pieces. In the beginning, when I started using this stuff congruently, this practical application. I didn't believe I was getting well. I believed I was getting sicker. So I started saying I'm 1% better today than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. The reason I started with 1% is I could lie about it. If my pain wasn't, in fact, 1% better, but a little bit worse, I could say, yeah, but it's really not as bad. It, It was like I could believe 1%. And if I could believe 1% every day, that meant at the end of the year I was going to be four four times as good, 1%, you know, cumulative. And as I did, I'm 1% better, I'm 1% better. What I found, it was much easier to begin to believe I'm moving towards health. So this is where the choices we make. Uh, Candace Perk wrote a wonderful book called Molecules of Emotion. She's a molecular biologist, and she talks about when we integrate our choices, not just our thoughts, but integrate it with our actions, integrate it with our focus, so that we've got our focus, our actions, and our thoughts all moving the same way, if you will. It demonstrates an un- what she calls an underlying integrity of purpose, and she says that underlying integrity of purpose can be called And so what the tools that we teach allow us to do is to start right where we are and begin to make choices that demonstrate, if you you know, big words, but this underlying integrity of purpose that starts to give us faith. Maybe I didn't have faith that I could be totally healthy, but I began to have faith that I, I was moving towards health. Maybe I couldn't have uh, really believed that I was powerful enough to heal this completely, but I could begin to believe that I could make a, a, a difference in my life. So that's what I love about you is that you allow people to start right where they are. Now, given that, I think these concepts we teach are, are profound. The challenge that I find in working with people is how do I integrate them? How do I use this? That's another reason I loved your book about the words in unity, because it allows people to begin to relate to the concepts we teach in such a way they go, Oh, I know what that means now. I know what intention means now. I know what cause and effect means now. I know what, And so they can begin to integrate those. What happens when you're in class is that you're talking with other people. You're reading books, but you have homework. And then you come and you talk about how did it work for you? How did it work for you? And it's just like studying math. It's You start with, well, it's kind of confusing, but as you do the processes, follow through, and, and work with other people who are doing the same thing, pretty quick you go, oh, I know how to use this. I know how to use affirmation in my life. I know how to use affirmative prayer in my life. So it's like... Every chaplain I've ever talked to said when they started out, they were nervous. How, How? who am I to go pray for somebody else? But they said with the training we get on how to be a chaplain, sitting with other people who had the same concerns and some of the people who have already been a chaplain for a year or two, What I began to have confidence in was I have the basics, and as I go apply these, I'll get better at it. And so when I talk about chaplains, they invariably say in the beginning I was a little nervous, and now that I've been doing it, not only do I know how to pray for somebody else, I know how to use prayer in my own life. And how did that come? They went to a class. They committed to being a chaplain. It's like that. Do you go to a class and commit to, okay, I'm going to learn these things. And then you read the book, do the homework, and, you know, end up discovering within yourself how it works. And that That's part,
1: absolutely, and, and the part, you know, within us, too, is is just with your story of the 11 years and the 27 surgeries later is to hold the space, you know, that there's always a way um, I think there's uh, often people are too quick to give up or to say, you know, why bother um, rather than there's a way. You know, spirit through me designs the way right here and right now. Um, I recently was um, working with a woman that had had uh, knee surgery, and she had had knee surgery two or three times. And she almost was the type of person that she had more medical information than she really needed to, You know, Mm -hmm. so she kind of, because she had that background, I mean, in her case, it wasn't really serving her. She knew too much that could tell her that her knee wasn't going to get better. You understand? (laughs) So, anyway... um, but it was, what I noticed is when people would say to her, well, how's your knee, you know, then her vibration would go down too. well, my knee is about the same and so we worked up uh, through several, several different avenues and one of those was like you and I mentioned of, well, could we hold it that it, your knee will improve 1% every day, so that was one thing that we did, but because of the vibration that she held around it all the time, like from a pass tape running, mm-hmm. you know, about mm-hmm it is that I encouraged her to name her knee something else <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> you know uh-huh. so we, you know so we call it like sister Sue so you know I'll be on the phone with her or something I go how's sister Sue doing you know with a whole different kind of energy like you know this new name and and she goes God would you believe it I Sister Sue is doing a lot better. And, and really, within uh, two weeks' time, there's been a complete turnaround. And I just believe because she was willing to do something different, because doing it the same way over and over again repeatedly, it just wasn't giving her any results. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's what, that's what these classes do, or in, your, in that case, having a coach that could assist her to see it differently. You know whereas if i mean this is this is an intelligent woman, my bet is she've been in unity for a while, but very what, intelligent. What, pardon,
1: very intelligent and very unity, you're right
2: exactly, and so that's what this being involved in a community allows us to do it allows us to uh, 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 make this idea of all things are possible part of the fabric of our existence, and some people. They're a little nervous about taking classes. I tell them, good, go be a, a, a greeter. You only have to volunteer to be a greeter for a week or two. You know, you're not a dude forever. And go find out what it's like when people walk in the door and already love you because they're saying, what I want to do is feel more involved. Or people who like to, they love cooking. Get involved in the hospitality program. Come in early and set up to, to there's so much where people can get involved in a community like you have. And then, and then begin to use these principles on how they do everything in their life. Instead of just trying to heal a disease or trying to handle a relationship problem, these ideas about responsibility, understanding cause and effect, they become the backdrop for how we play this marvelous game called life. And, you know, your show is, is called Intentional Spirit. Living life Intentionally keep anyway. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm excited about your ministry.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Um, I'm I'm very blessed, you know, and just surrounded by just incredible people. Um, I also see that you're going to be at Unity of Omaha. Uh, just be sure and give them a shout out for me. I've been there a couple of times. You're going to love that community, too. That's Reverend Becky Whitehead, and they are on fire there. So I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm seeing that you're going to be there later on in, in September. Urging everyone, again, to go to Terry's website because he could very well—he's uh, in California. Um, he is traveling many different places, and you'll see that over the next uh, two or three, two or three months. But be sure and give uh, Unity of Omaha a great shout out from me because uh, they are—they are just uh, great people, and they've actually taken the course How to Speak Unity. So um, you're going to have a ball with them because they are just really people dedicated to. The change. Well, Terry, I want to thank you for, you know, who you are and the work that you're doing in the world. Uh, we're looking forward to having you here in uh, the heart of St. Petersburg at some point in in two oh one four. And um, keep out being out there and and doing the work that you can. And I'm glad that many years ago you never agreed with what you were told by others, but yet you were willing to be the unique expression that you are. It's been an honor to have you on the show today, and I thank you for that.
2: Thank you, Temple. I'm I'm just delighted to connect with you again, and, and and I celebrate the work you're up to.
1: Thank you. Reminding everyone, now go to terrymcbride.net. This is Temple Hayes. Thank you so much for participating in this show called The Intentional Spirit. Blessings to all of you, and may this incredible journey that we call life continue to express through you in the most dynamic and real and authentic ways.
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit Seeing and Being with Rev. Temple Hayes Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida To learn more about this ministry go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehays.org
3: i will leave this world as it is the world is full of voices advertising television politics as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God.
0: Things may happen around you, Things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you.
4: This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
5: Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much, or what it means to be a Jezebel? or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women. The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Rev. Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to be a holy rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.